0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. My name is Michael Lombardo. Today, we're going to get into a teaching episode, something that is on my heart, has been on my heart for years that I've traveled around preaching this. I'm obviously going to give this in, uh, this to you in a very condensed version. Um, I've taught this in several different parts and five hours of teaching in Bible schools and really breaking this down deeply, but I, I want to share some revelation that I feel like will, uh, answer some questions for you. As well as just bring a balance and a clarity to your life, especially in the charismatic church where the gifts of the spirit are pursued and the gifts of the spirit are highlighted and people want to walk in them and you're reading the Bible and you're seeing the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the things that take place in the um, in the Bible times, people want to see these things now. And we do see it happen periodically. We see it all around the world and in the U.S. in certain pockets where miracles and things are taking place, but people want to operate in the same thing as the apostles and the prophets of old. And, they, and we're really, our heart is crying out for consistency and being able to see the tangible power of God in our everyday lives. And so I feel like this is very, very important for us to get a proper theology because over the years, we have had, um, I feel like legalism and religion has really doused the flame here and really paralyzed us from operating in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So I want to talk to you about the fullness of the Holy Spirit today and the two-sided coin here, and I'm going to break that down. But for the new listeners on the on the podcast today, thank you so much for tuning in. There's a new show every Monday, through Thursday, I speak to spirit-filled leaders all over the world that um, author incredible books, that are doing, you know, amazing exploits around the world, that have a powerful prophetic message for this time. And this is a show is called Awakened Podcast. Awake, awake, o oh sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. That's Ephesians 5.14. That was a message to the church, that our hearts would be awakened, that the hearts of believers would be awakened to the fullness of Jesus, that we might shine in this generation and truly be a city set in a hill, truly be light in the world, salt in the earth. And so I want to, you know, and we, you know, so I have interview shows every single week, as well as uh, periodically teaching shows where I break into the word of God and highlight some things that I believe is very relevant and important. And so I want to talk to you about possessing the fullness of God and walking in the fullness of God in your life. And so it's all over the scripture. I'm going to be reading several scriptures throughout, um, this teaching, part one, part two um, as well. And so watch out for those here in the coming weeks. And so there is two extremes that manifest in the body of Christ. And I am going to um, break this down. Both are scriptural, but if 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 one side is focused on solely and the other side rejected, then we can get into um, extremes that will definitely paralyze us and hurt us. And so here are the two sides of the same coin, okay? Uh, we have a coin, and there's two sides, and, and and both are realities, okay? Number one, the fullness of God is a gift to us. It's a gift. can't be earned. It's not deserved, okay? And then the extreme of that would be compromise. You know, a lot of um, grace movements, they would say the fullness is a gift, and, and then they just say, I got it, but they don't experience it. They don't walk in the power of God. There's no evidence of that in their lives because they've completely dropped any kind of pursuit of it. And so the second side of the coin would be the fullness is pursued. And the ditch of, you know, the the extreme or the ditch, you know, would be legalism. I have to pursue this thing. I have to earn this thing. I have to do this so I can get that. I have to act like this, pray this much, speak in tongues this much. I have to, you know, you know evangelize this much X, Y, Z, and then I will earn it. It'll be like a badge this is something that, and essentially it's something that you manufacture in your own flesh. And I feel like there are many camps that kind of, you know, get into these different extremes, but it's imperative that we learn the balance of possessing the fullness of God, knowing that we have the fullness of God as a gift because of Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. And also there is a measure of pursuit and walking this thing out, fleshing out the fullness of God in our lives. You know, when I first got saved, I uh, dramatically encountered the presence of God, like many of you know, and then God healed me, you know, in my physical body. He healed my brain. He healed my body. Um, he, you know, and many of you guys know my story, but, um, not only that, but emotionally, you know, hurts, you know, um, shame, guilt, things that I were holding onto from past lifestyles. And God began to restore me through and through. He cares about us not only spiritually, but physically, emotionally. He cares about the abundance or lack of abundance in our life. He wants us to live in fullness and to be a blessing to those around us. And so there is a full salvation aspect here where it's not just about going to heaven, but it's about experiencing life and life abundantly now. And so when I I got saved, you know, I experienced the power of God, and I got introduced to different teachers and ministries that would, you know, talk about Miracles and revival and things that has, have taken place over the centuries where people are being healed and the dead is being raised, blind eyes opening, deaf ears opening, mass salvations, etc. And I read um, several books by Robert Lairdon called God's Generals. And Robert was actually on the show with me you know, a couple of years ago when I was doing the live format shows. We were able to talk about God's Generals and the impact it had on my life. And um, I learned a lot of great things from it. You know, I gleaned so much insight from it. But I think I, I as a new believer, not really grounded, having the best foundation in the word of God and the gift of salvation and the gift of fullness, I really began to strive, 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 strive. I feel like it was up to me. I had to pray this amount, or I had to intercede this amount, or I had to evangelize this amount. I had to pray in tongues all day or whatever, you know, whatever formula was there, you know, like Smith Wigglesworth and John G. Lake and all these guys that operated in amazing, powerful ministries, they prayed this amount or whatever, and it always came off you know, when you're reading their stories or heard about them, that they did X, Y, Z, and therefore they got that. And so you try to replicate that, right? But you're not relying on Jesus. You're, you're not, you know, pointing to, to Jesus as the only solution and the source of power. Essentially, well, you know, I have to drum this up. I have to manufacture this. And, you know, there was a lot of um, disappointment, you know, disillusionment, frustration in that process. And then I began to stumble across some things in the scriptures. And don't get me wrong, I was seeing the hand of God and I was seeing him do miraculous things in my life, but it was very um up and down. It was in waves and there was times where I felt dry and broken, like God wasn't doing anything or answering my prayers. And then there was times where I felt like, uh, you know, an immense presence of God where everything was easy and fluid and it was supernatural and it was amazing. And so it was very up and down and your heart craves consistently. I wanted to walk in the power of the apostles. I wanted to see... Bible stuff today. I wanted to, you know, look at the life of Smith Wigglesworth and Heidi Baker, who's alive today. You know, Smith Wigglesworth, John G. Lake, Amy Semple McPherson. These are people of old that have passed on the be with the Lord. But then I would read Heidi Baker and all the amazing miracles that are taking place in Africa. And I would say, why not me? And this, this needs to be our heart, heart cry. And I'm going to bring a balance to this today. So we don't get into either ditch here of one of, oh, I got everything. I don't got to do anything. And then the other extreme of, hey, listen, this needs to be pursued and it's on me to make this happen. Essentially, I just want to read to you. This just expresses a very real scripture reality. This isn't 100% along the same lines of what I'm talking about today. But what I found is a key um, in scripture um, of this two-sided coin here. and It's in Matthew 13 verses 44 through 46. All right, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it to you, this, this verse here. This is Jesus, and it's a parable, okay? But he shares both sides of the same coin, and it goes like this. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid again, and from joy over it, he goes out and he sells all that he has, and he buys the field. Okay, now I'm going to read the second part of it again. And the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls. And upon finding one pearl of great value, he went out and sold all that he had and bought it. All right. So this is Jesus sharing a parable. The first section of the parable is the kingdom of heaven is like the treasure that is hidden, which a man finds. And it's so valuable that he sells everything he has to get it and buy the field so he can get this treasure. And the other side of the coin is the kingdom of heaven is like the one seeking fine pearls. And upon finding this pearl of great price, he sells everything and he, you know to, to, to buy it. And so in the first section of this parable, the kingdom of God is the treasure being found. And in the second part of the parable, the kingdom of heaven is like the merchant trying to find the pearls and the treasure. And so the kingdom of God is sought and the kingdom of God seeks, just like Jesus seeks us. We are the pearl of great price that he seeks and he finds us. We are of great value and he leaves everything behind. He gives it all just to have us, the cross, the finished work of God, where it talks about in scriptures. But then also we seek Jesus when we stumble upon him and we find out what a reward he is, how amazing he is, that he's real and that he's everything that the Bible says he is. We, we will literally say, I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything just so I can operate in this and I could walk in this and I could know him more than anything else. Okay, and so the same parable expresses, you know, a very similar reality. But the kingdom of heaven is sought, and it also seeks. And so, this is the same thing. Hey, the fullness of God is a gift that's given to us, but we also pursue the see the fullness of God manifest in our everyday lives. I am going to read you some fullness scriptures in the Bible that really have grounded me over the years. Uh, John one sixteen says this: "We've received His fullness." That's Jesus. We've received his fullness and grace upon grace. All right, now John three thirty four says that Jesus gives his spirit without measure. So he's not measuring out his spirit. He's not giving you a little bit here, a little bit there, a lot there, a little bit here. He gives us his spirit without measure. Not a little bit of the Holy Spirit, a lot later, etc. Colossians 2, 9 says this, that the fullness of deity dwells and dwelt in Jesus Christ. Okay, now that doesn't exactly say where you know what I'm what I'm trying at You know, for for it to say, but it pretty much says this, and we could ride down this theological thread here. But the fullness of deity dwells in Christ. Where does Christ dwell? In us, according to the scriptures. So the, the fullness lived in Christ, and Christ lives in us. We now have the fullness of God. We're not lacking a thing. All right, and so Ephesians one three says we're blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Very straightforward. We're not lacking a thing. We have every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus, and we're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. So all these different scriptures, right? The last scripture I want to read to you, and there's many, many, many more scriptures that highlight this truth, but the next the next scripture I'm going to read to you is 2 Peter one three, and it says that we've received—that's believers—we've received everything that pertains to life and godliness, everything that we need in this life to succeed, to thrive, to be victorious— all the fruits of the spirit: peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness. All these different fruits. We have everything we need to live out the perfect will of God and to overcome and live our best life. Now we have it in Jesus Christ. Okay. And when I was in Mozambique, I think I shared this story on one of my other pod, uh, one, one, you know, one of my other shows, and I was interviewing a guest. But this became very, very real to me. I was in Mozambique, and we were going to go and drive about eight hours into the bush to preach a go- you know, preach uh, the gospel in in a, in a Muslim territory. And, um, and I remember it was rough The you know, the, the truck showed up two hours late. It's 12 noon, a hundred degrees outside I had an apple in my pocket, just in case I got hungry, hardly had lunch. There was kids all around me that were hungry. You know, there was, you know, they, a lot of them don't have mothers or fathers or they're so poor that, that they don't have any food. And they were digging in my pocket, trying to get my apple. And I'm thinking like, well, I might be hungry in six hours. You know what I mean? I might need this. And I remember just being frustrated, just very, very frustrated. And, um, and I remember, I prayed, Lord, give me patience. And I, I felt the check of my spirit from 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 the Holy Spirit. And he said, son, does Jesus have all the patience in the world? I was like, absolutely. Jesus is the most patient person, I'm assuming, right? Of course he is. And, and he was like, well, Jesus lives inside of you. That means you have all the patience that you need in this current moment. And so instead of praying, Lord, give me patience, I said, all right, well, I received that, Lord. And I just said, okay. I thank you. I started to mutter under my breath. I didn't declare or yell or shout, but I began to mutter under my breath. I've got all the patience I need. I have all the patience of Christ. I have all the patience that I need. And I don't know how many times I said it, maybe 10, 15 times under my breath, muttering these things to myself. But as I did, I just began to feel the presence of God, the peace of God, and my whole atmosphere, my whole attitude uh, shifted where I went from like, frustration, upset with everything around me to like color all around me, just happiness, just gratefulness for the situation. I gave one of the kids the apple. I didn't even care anymore at that point. And it was just like, but the Lord shifted my perspective and I began by faith, grabbed onto a truth and it began to manifest. It was always there. The patience of God was always in the inside of me, but I wasn't acknowledging it. And I wasn't, I wasn't experiencing it. But then I began to say, instead of praying from a place of lack, I pray, I prayed from a place of faith in the abundance of God and, and everything that I have in him. And so, you know, there is a lie of lack and it's attached like this orphan mentality in the body of Christ. And I'm going to read to you Genesis three, five, kind of where it all started. All right. And this is Adam and Eve in the garden. And the serpent said to the woman, Eve, for God knows that when you eat of the fruit of the tree, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. We know that the word of God. You know, uh, uh, before this verse, it says that God made Adam and Eve in his image and in his likeness. So they already were like God. Now, the devil's trying to convince Eve that if she does this one thing, then she'll be like God. Wrong. She already was like God. She didn't have to do a thing to become like God. She already was like God. So to this day, the same thing is happening in the body of Christ, this lie of lack. If you do this, then you will be like God. If you do this, then you will be righteous. If you do this, then you will have the fullness of the Spirit. If you do this... It is a lie and it keeps us in bondage. It's deception. The 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 you know the devil's strategy is deceive us in the thinking that we aren't complete enough and that we need to do something to become more complete. Not true. And our life in Christ is not a journey of becoming something that we're not, but it's a journey of discovering who we truly are. We're daily discovering all that Jesus made us to be and all the blessings that are ours, everything that is ours in Christ. And, you know, I don't want this podcast to go too long, but I, I as I began to, as I began to believe this and truly get grounded in it, and it wasn't overnight, it didn't happen overnight, but as I began to meditate upon this, and this became the reality that has, that had more power in my mind, more focus in my mind, then I began to see more and more miracles. As I traveled the world, preaching the gospels in the Philippines, and we saw a leper cleanse. I saw a, pa- a paralyzed person walk for the first time. We saw tons and tons of people get saved. It was easier to get words of knowledge and operate in the gifts of the spirit. Um, and I get to share with you tons of stories how these things have happened, but it became easier and there was less stress, less religious pressure. Striving, you know, was, got, was more and more minimized as I began to realize and walk in these things. And so the spirit's role. Listen, to, you know, close out with this. In 1 Corinthians 2:12, the apostle Paul says, "We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God." So we've received the spirit of the Lord so that we may know the things that have already been freely given to us by God. It's like unwrapping a gift, right? The gift's in there, but as we unwrap it, we get to see it, we get to use it. All right, these things are already ours. The Spirit of God reveals to us the things that we have in God. God gave us His spirit to reveal and manifest to us all that has already been given to us as a grace gift from the Lord. So we have a full bank account, okay? But so many believers are not making withdrawals. We're just not making withdrawals by faith. We just don't know that we have a full bank account or we do, but we don't understand that honestly, believing and trusting and clinging to God is the way we access it. We were not given the fullness of God to sit on it. The Lord wants us to use it. We don't have a full bank account. Just say we have a full bank account. We have a full bank account so we can make withdrawals and begin using it for the glory of God in our lives. Maybe just to give you a couple. Small analogies to kind of help you understand what this double-sided coin looks like when I was you know My my daughter was young. She was learning to walk and learning to talk I remember my daughter loved these little cookies and I would say to her Come on selah come here. I got a cookie for you And I I would let her see it and then she would like be sitting down and she'd be looking at me like, okay Well, give it to me. Come on bring it bring it bring it over to me And i'd be like no I was trying to get her to walk to me because she was just learning how to walk really well Come and get it, you know Um, and she would be like, okay, yeah, she'd look like I like that. I like that, but come bring it to me. And I'd be like, no, come on, come get it. See, this is yours. This is yours. And then she eventually got up and ran to it and to, you know, to grab it. And that cookie, she didn't pay for that cookie. Okay. Daddy did. Daddy took care of it. Um, and it is hers, but she just needed to come and get it. And I feel like it's the same thing. We cannot Jesus paid for everything. He's the one that did the hard work. He's the one that paid the highest price. Salvation is free, but it's not cheap. Jesus spread, uh, Jesus uh, spilled his precious blood so that we can be saved and we can be healed, we can be restored, and we could manifest the goodness of God to the world around us. And so just like that, it's already paid for, it's already ours, but the Lord does want to see us believe it and want it and come and get whatever it is, healing, salvation, freedom, joy. Our, 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 you know, the anointing of the Holy Spirit A gift or call in our life He says here it's yours It's yours I already paid for it Daddy wants to give it to you Come get it Come get it And just this understanding Of growing in the fullness A seed for example Everything Like a, a seed of any kind of tree A seed for like any kind of tree Everything that that tree Will ever become Is inside that seed So The fullness of God Is inside of us But over time In the right environment With the right elements, water, fertilizer, sunlight, everything that it needs, it grows and it grows and it happens over time and it sprouts and over the years becomes a full blown tree. But everything, that seed held everything that that huge tree would ever be, but it took time for it to grow and manifest fully into what it always was, okay? Just like a baby even, a baby is born as this tiny child. And then over time, you have to take care of it, feed it, change it, you know, um, make sure you know, keep it safe, you know, a, you know, a healthy environment to grow and mature. And then over time, it all becomes an adult, you know, 15 years, 20 years go by, but we don't need anything from the outside in. We just need, hey, listen, everything that baby was, as it grows, you know, it just matures, all right, the fullness of a person is inside that baby. And so- these are just natural examples of kind of what it looks like. We have the kingdom seed on the inside of us, we have the fullness of the Holy Spirit on in the inside of us. But as we are given, put into the right elements, the right church, maybe the right small group, maybe the right ministry school or um, the right teachings, the, the right friends, the right people in our lives, um, the word of God, you know, spending time in his presence, getting to know him, evangelism, everything that God wants us to do as, as, as we are given the right elements in our lives and we pursue those different elements and bring the right things into our life, then everything that's inside of us begins to bloom and grow and begin to manifest The fullness that we already have, not earned, not deserved, but the gift of God. But there's also the element of our participation and cooperation to see these things manifest. And so I will get more into that. We have another teaching here, but um, thank you so much for tuning into Awaken Podcast today. Make sure to share this with friends and family. If you are blessed by this, make sure to subscribe, rate, review this podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Charisma Podcast Network.com, but make sure that you say something positive about the podcast so we can get this out to more people so they can be blessed, encouraged, um, challenged by the gospel of our Lord Jesus. So bless you guys. And talk to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know What keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled but connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to Be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org. Lifeportoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you.